Well, hello, Grace family. This is Ryan Peterson here bringing you some extra content from our Mark chapter 2 series that we just finished up. Uh, We just did six weeks around the topic and the chapter of Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. And they were really focused on three main questions that led us and guided us towards freedom and healing. Uh, If you haven't uh, actually walked through those and experienced those, you can go back on our website or our YouTube page and watch the messages. Um, We really had three questions that framed our journey. Uh, Three of them were, where am I lame? Some self-reflective examination questions. The second one was, when did it first happen to me? And the third one was, how will I allow my community to carry me? When we finished up with the series, we had a great, a unique opportunity to have a real some great sessions uh, with questions that came from you that we tried to answer as, as best that we could over our weekend worship experience. Um, in between Thursday and Sunday, we had around 20-some questions. And then uh, we actually got to looking at all of the content that you actually, all the questions that you sent to us, and we had around 40 that were left unanswered. So I really wanted to sit down and and just put some counsel together, get some guidance for you, and some scripture references, and some encouragement, if anything, on some of your questions, which were some great questions, by the way. So the first few episodes, we have already covered uh, the topic of community, And uh, now we are diving into episode number four, welcome, uh, because we are talking three questions. Uh, We got three questions. We got a lot of them, but we got three questions that we're going to talk about around the topic of forgiveness. That's right, forgiveness. It's a good topic. Um, So let let me give you the three questions that came in. These are unedited. These are from you. Uh, three questions that all center around the idea of forgiveness in one way or the other. And we are going to get into answering some of these and giving you some guidance. So I hope they, um, hope they help. Question number one out of three. I know that God forgives you all of your sin, but what if you're having trouble forgiving yourself for certain wrongs you have done? Question number two, I have seen my wife's inability to forgive, though, through our whole marriage. Uh, When you do her wrong, she marks you off the list and you cease to exist to her. I have asked God for forgiveness, which he has freely given, but I struggle with my need to confess to her because I feel like I know the outcome, like it may be uh, more harm than good. So here's the question. Should I just confess and suffer the fallout or just be content with the forgiveness from my father? Question number three. How do you forgive someone when you const- <laughs> when they constantly, sorry, I chuckled, when they constantly annoy you or make you feel a certain way? So three questions. I'm having a hard time forgiving myself. And how should I work out, if I already know the outcome in my, in my marriage, how should I work out confession and forgiveness in my marriage? Third question is, how do you forgive someone who is constantly annoying you or making you feel uncertain? So let's just kind of go through these. First, I want to start with a definition of forgiveness. Uh, it's pretty simple. Um, give forgiveness. Give what God has given you. And um, there's a lot of different ways you can, you can look at this, but no matter what you look at, biblically speaking, there's always a fashion of a give and take 
inside of Scripture when it comes to forgiveness. Uh, Colossians 3, uh, verse 13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. And here it says, Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Simply put, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is a decision. Forgiveness is a commitment that you're making first to God, but also to other people. And I think it's really important to know that forgiveness is not a feeling, because in in the kingdom of God, when when we talk about the trichotomy of our three-part beings, we as humans are spirit, soul, and body. And when you put all three of those together, we are led by the Holy Spirit that influence and sanctifies our soul, which remember is our mind, our will, our emotions, our heart. Um, you know, it's kind of like the Bible calls our inner man, and then our and our physical body. And it it should be going in that order. So the Holy Spirit is leading us, speaking to us, and guiding us. Therefore, our emotions, which is part of our soul, should always follow the truth of the Word, the truth of the Holy Spirit, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So when the Bible or the Holy Spirit, God himself is saying, hey, forgive whoever, fill in the blank, forgive them as I forgave you, then what we're doing is being led by the Holy Spirit to make a decision to agree. This is like your kingdom come, your will be done type of prayer. We're agreeing and committing and deciding that we're going to forgive somebody just as God has forgiven us. That's the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. Then the second part that takes place is the emotion needs to come, now this is important, following the decision and the commitment. So the feelings and the emotion should come at some point in time, but they never should lead the way. Uh, I always tell people who I'm, I'm talking with or discipling that your emotions are like your dashboard. They, you never let your dashboard drive your car, but they do tell you a lot about what's going on with your car that you need to pay attention to. Emotions are important. They're not irrelevant. They're, they're definitely important. And that's why God made them. But we're not, we're not to be led by emotions, which in our society, that's, that's what our society is led by, your emotions, you know, the pursuit of happiness. Well, God's, God's into something totally different uh, when it comes to this. So, the, so that when we talk about forgiveness, we, we, have to, we have to know it's a decision and a commitment and, and something that our feelings will come on the latter half of that. Matthew 6 Chapters four, or chapter 6, verses 14 and 15 says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And this is amazing because God distributes, listen to this, in verse 14, God distributes more forgiveness to you when you release forgiveness to other people. And then the, the inversion of that is also true. Verse 15 says, but if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive you yours. So we talk about forgiveness really, I think, quite frequently when it comes to my relationship with God. We always say, yeah, I know God forgives me. I know for God forgives me. But I have such a hard time forgiving myself or forgiving other people. But if you go back to what Jesus, this is red letters in your Bible, Matthew 6. If you go back to what the Bible actually talks about, it says if you don't forgive other people your sins, the Father is not going to forgive you. Now, this is not, let me repeat, 
turn the volume up if you're listening to me right now because it's really important. This is not a salvation issue. He's not saying you have to constantly forgive other people or I won't give I won't let you come into heaven. Listen, salvation is a free gift. It's by grace alone that we're saved, not by your decision. So what he's talking about here is interpersonal relationships. But if you're going to hold out forgiveness from one to another, what all the only thing you're doing is binding yourself up, not freed up to have a relationship with God or with other people as vibrantly as you're supposed to. So let's go back to the questions. Now that we have a, a baseline, okay, we just set the found foundation, which that was a little bit too long. Sorry about that. Okay, question number one, I know that God forgives you of all your sins, but what if you're having a, a hard time or trouble forgiving yourself for certain wrongs you've done? Here, here's my counsel. Here, here's what I would say. I would say, what, I would ask a question, what's the unforgivable thing that you can't release forgiveness to yourself about? Like, I would really dig into that. Honestly, I'm, I'm, if, I'm, if you're sitting before me right now, I'd be really curious what you would deem unforgivable to yourself. Oh, I just could never forgive yourself. Because I think you need to start by finding out um, this particular area is probably not as big as you think it is. Now, I know I've, I've, um, I've done a lot of counseling uh, and I've seen a lot of stuff. And a lot of people I feel like come in with marital stuff or individual counseling and say, well, this is going to be a hard case, Ryan. I'm like, well, trust me, I've, I've read the Bible. There's not a whole lot out there that surprises us anymore. I don't think there's going to be anything that you would really hold on to that, and, and articulate and describe to anybody else that they would fashion any justification for you being like, you know what, you're right. You should not forgive yourself about that. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a painting a picture of, of a little bit of ridiculousness, if you ask me. Mind the respect. I, I don't mean to disrespect. I just don't think there's anything out there that we should hold towards others or for ourselves, anything that's not in in the, the category of forgiving ourselves and releasing that freedom. So first one I was I would I would ask you, what is that what is that thing that you're that you're not able to forgive yourself over? Specifically, dig down to writing it out, articulating it. Because this goes back to our three questions that guide us. Remember, one, where, where am I lame? This is probably obviously a big area for you. But the second one is I would, I would let the Holy Spirit ask you this one. When did it first happen? When did it first happen where you felt this unforgiveness um, stir on? Was it an event? Was it, what was it exactly that, that opened up a wound, a hurt for you that you just couldn't let yourself be forgiven? The second thing that I would say about that is that your words are really, really important. You might have to go back and ask for forgiveness to God over the words that you have spoken or are speaking over yourself. Because I, I get the picture that you might have said out of your mouth, I don't know that I'm ever going to be able to forgive myself about that. That, biblically speaking, you got two choices. It's either a blessing or it's a curse. So literally all you're doing is just allowing the enemy to come in and to lie to you. So it's an, it's what um, a lot of people call strongholds. It's something that you just can't, it's kind of like a chain. You just need to break. I really wish I could be free of this, but I just can't. That's an area where you just need to change your language by changing the way you see and believe this thing through. 
So start by changing how you speak to yourself. Uh, I used to be an athlete, uh, used to be keyword, and um, I studied psychology, sports psychology, and a lot of people would talk about visualization or self-talk. Self-talk was a big one. Now that I became a Christian, instead of telling athletes to do self-talk, I tell disciples of Jesus to do soul talk. And that's exactly what I would, I would tell you to do. Start speaking to yourself from the word, from the truth, from, from the pure righteousness, and speak over your life what is true and start forgiving and releasing. Um, practically speaking, uh, if, you, uh, if you were to go back and watch and walk through an experience, week number, t- week number two of our Mark 2 chapter, um, it's called Freedom Cycle. And it's a four-part, it's um, confess, forgive, empty, and fill. I would, I would say walk through that when it comes to the topic of this unforgivable thing. And, um, and then I would just, I, here's, the, here's the last thing I would give you for this, uh, trouble forgiving yourself. I would sit yourself around good community. You need some people around you um, that are able to ask you some questions and to dig and, and get wisdom from them and receive and listen to them and what they're saying to you. I feel like community is going to be a big part of you answering that question and forgiving yourself because you're going to have a lot of people who are fighting for forgiving you and you need to do you need to do the same thing as well. So, hope that helps. Question number two. I have um, there's a little bit of a, a explanation. Then it gets to the question. I've seen my wife's inability to forgive others through our, our whole marriage. When you do this wrong, she just kind of marks you off and lists you off. Uh, you cease to exist. I've asked God to forgive me freely, and He uh, and but but He says I but I struggle to confess because I know the outcome. So the question is, should I just confess and suffer the fallout uh, or just be content with knowing that I have forgiveness from the Father? So uh, obviously it's a guy, a male, sitting in front of me with this question. And and, and I know our kind. I know masculinity very well. I know our tendencies and I know uh, our weaknesses. And one thing that I would say is, is um, we have a little bit of a self-approval that you probably need to deal with. You have what looks like, um, especially inside of your marriage, and I would I would not be surprised if it, if it flows out into your coworkers. Probably flows out into your boss, because it probably came from your relationship with your dad that you're looking for validation in other people. So I'm just gonna stop right there because I think this is like really a big issue, and just like um, talked back to the first topic, I think that you should go back to the freedom cycle: confess, forgive, empty, and fill. When it comes to this validation or self-approval, looking for acceptance from other people. Now, obviously, getting acceptance and, you know, having the love and encouragement and support from your wife is big. I mean, I get it. That's huge. My wife is, I tell her all the time, doesn't matter what you say to me, you have access to my heart like nobody else. So whether it's constructive, whether it uh, breaks me down or builds me up, she's got access to a part of my life that nobody else does. And so I, I get the idea, but the difficulty is um, there, there can't be a tinge of ups and downs. You know, the book of Proverbs says, be careful and be warned by the, by the words of encouragement or praise from other people, because it's like a roller coaster. And a lot of people, I think, say, well, 
you know, you, you can't be uh, torn down or built up by criticism. But Proverbs says, don't be torn down or built up by praise, because it's the testing of our own heart that's given by the adoration of humanity. When we really should be looking back at saying, God, how do you validate me? How are you approving me? What do you think about me? So these are some of the questions that I would ask you. Have you gone back and actually discovered your own identity? Who does God see you to be as a man of God? Get inside the word and find out what God is speaking to you as an individual. Um, when we when we did this Mark 2 uh, uh, series, um, the chapter four or series four that we did was called Becoming. And it really is talking about discovering our identity. And I I would suggest you going back, not only watching that message, but also getting into the word of God and finding out, God, what do you say about me? As a father, how do you see me? What name do you have for me? And find the approval. So when it doesn't come from your spouse, then you can always interject the truth from your heavenly father and say, I know where I stand here. So I, I would deal with a little bit of that. And and for me, I don't this I think this is true with a lot of guys. We we deal with this performance based mentality, which spills over to every single thing that we do, and we need to start severing that thing. Performance based mentality says that we earn everything that we we get. It's a sowing and reaping principle, which is obviously biblical, but it goes to the point that it really escalates us or brings us down depending on how we do, which the gospel is contrary to that truth at all. Yes, we should work hard. Yes, we should be diligent. Yes, we should invest. Yes, we should we should sow in certain areas. But at the same time, the performance shouldn't um, ring us, uh, the ring our bell of approval, or it shouldn't validate us, or it shouldn't define our identity, which I think too commonly it does. So, um, so, so I, I would give you that, but I'd also following up with what, what God is really asking, um, knowing, knowing that it's going to cost you, um, continue. So my advice, just practically speaking, should you just be content with forgiveness from God or should you go back to your wife? I would say constantly go back to your wife. If it has something to do with you and your, uh, wife, I would go back to her, confess, confess all day long. It doesn't matter how she treats you. It doesn't matter how she, what she says. Um, this might be, you know, a little bit of that persecution that Jesus talks about. If you're persecuted for my sake, persecuted for doing right, then you will be blessed. Uh, so maybe part of that comes within the marriage, which is really hard to say, but I think there's also a tinge of her heart that will be softened because of that, because you're doing exactly what God's asking you to do. So um, whatever God is asking you to do, I would do that, no matter what the cost. But listen, how you do it, how you go about walking out the commands, it has to be done in love. 1 Corinthians 13 says, man, you can speak angelic languages. You can have prophetic declarations. You can move mountains with your faith. You can use your gift to literally change the course of this world. But if you haven't loved, you're bankrupt and you're empty and you're just like a sounding gong that's annoying to God, most importantly. So I would say make sure you do how you do it is the most important. Do it in do it in love. And lastly, 
I just want to give you a little bit of direction for the, the last third question about, you know, forgiveness. How do you forgive someone when they constantly annoy you or make you feel a certain way? Let me just go back to how we started this whole conversation. Forgiveness is a choice. It's a commitment. It's a decision. Relating to them uh, is different. Did you hear that? I said forgiveness is a decision, but how you relate to them is different. Loving them is part of what we're called to do, not be best friends with them. If they annoy you or make you feel a certain way, that's irregardless. You still love them, you still forgive them, and you still walk through the commands that God's, God has for us. However, I would say if there's irritations, uh, if there's uh, there's rubs uh, that, that this person annoys you and just makes you feel a certain way, I would say that's less about the other person and more about how you perceive and how you interact. It's more about what's happening inside of your own soul than it is how that other person annoys you. If uh, if it annoys you, you might want to ask why, and I would suggest it's probably because you think that you're right and what they are doing is not maybe hard to think about, but the reason why that other person annoys you is probably because they're not like you in that certain situation. But remember, Jesus did a very good job of physically demonstrating that he accepts the different people. He accepts who other people don't accept. He befriends people that nobody else wanted to. Now, we can't have unity until we actually have diversity. So the fact that this person is different from you is a good thing. So maybe I would start by just saying, ask the Holy Spirit what you can learn from them. You're supposed to be a a student, a disciple of Jesus Christ, and the people that he's putting in front of you are for a reason. Maybe, you know, place yourself down a little bit in more of a humble posture and say, hey, why does this annoy me? What can I learn from this person? Where do I feel like I'm right? And which maybe I need to be a little more soft about my perception on this person. Anyway, I hope this helps. Forgiveness, such a big topic, not only when it comes to ourselves, but also the ability for our spouses, which is a really big relationship, and also how it plans out, works out, and walks itself out when we do it with our community. The ones that we like, the ones that annoy us, and the ones that we love as well. Forgiveness is a big topic. Obviously, God talks a lot about it because He demonstrated it for us, because He sent His Son for us so that He can do what we couldn't, so that we can have what we have never were given. That's that's grace in, uh, in, in such a great experience of the life of Jesus. So I hope this is helpful to you. I hope it's guiding you not only back to the scripture, but also back to a relationship with God. And I hope it's freeing you guys up towards healing and forgiveness and freedom so that we can have a relationship that we're really called to do, which Jesus says is life and life abundantly. I love you guys. Hope you're getting something out of this. I know I am. I love going through it with you guys. And Until next time, we'll talk to you then.